you're listening to Feel Better, Be Better, a podcast that helps women like you understand your female body better, balance your hormones naturally, and develop a healthy mindset. I'm your host, Dinara. I'm a certified women's health coach and a TEDx speaker, and I'm on a mission to help you make sense of your health. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the episode 45 of Feel Better, Be Better podcast. It is the end of the year and we're literally just over a week away until 2024. And we're quite literally right in the heart of winter. And I've been thinking how now that it's so proper cold out, it gets even more difficult to muster up the motivation to work out and to maybe muster up the motivation to really take care of your health. So that's what I'm going to talk about on this episode. And I'm going to give you my top eight winter motivation tips for exercising to help you keep training in the winter season, keep taking care of your health because there are so many benefits to exercise. In fact, I've recently heard somewhere that exercise is If it could be put in a pill form, it would have been the most popular medication ever sold. Just because of the benefits that we get, how good we feel after exercising. Of course, the cold weather makes it difficult, which is what we're going to talk about today. But yet, I want to encourage you to not pause your efforts regardless of the holidays. In fact, the more you're able to continue with the routine, the more you're able to stick with your exercise habits throughout the holiday seasons the easy it will be to get through the holiday seasons to keep your inflammation down, to keep your energy up during this time when most of us just feel pretty exhausted. And before we dive in into these eight tips, I wanted to give you a little bit of an update. This last week was a big one for me. Last Thursday, we went to Lisbon and I participated in a women's health event, which was amazing. I did a talk at a beautiful yoga wellness space and spoke about the menstrual cycle. And a lot of my work is really to help women listen to their bodies, but also helps you develop this trust with your bodies. Since what I find is as women, we aren't really taught about our cycles, about how our body functions, about what is eating for the hormones look like. And it can all often feel like you are working against your hormones, against your body, and it can seem like no matter what you're doing, and maybe you're doing everything right, maybe you're eating healthy, whatever healthy means to you, but you still have low energy, maybe your periods are still painful, you're still incredibly moody leading up to your period, and it can feel like okay, I'm listening to my body, I'm eating salads, I feel like I'm doing all the things. Why am I experiencing a lot of those symptoms? And of course, actually understanding the role of hormones, how they operate in the female body specifically, its rhythms, and what are the things that influence them. When you have that foundational understanding of what happens in your body on a monthly basis, that's when you can actually start fixing things. And it's kind of like, I think learning to really tune in and understand your body is kind of like, at first, 
can feel like learning a foreign language. And I can tell because I've been learning French for the last year and a half, and it really does feel like it. Let me explain what I mean by trying to hear your body and what it feels like a foreign language. At first, when you learn a language, for example, I'm learning French. So at first I hear the language. I know it's French. I know it sounds good because I like the sounds of French. And I maybe even hear some of the words that I might understand. And yet, as I begin to get more proficiency and understand the sentence structure, understand more words, I begin to feel more proficient. And now I really get it. I start hearing the words. I start understanding sentences. I start speaking in a way that other people understanding me. And same with your body. You can eat healthy. You can sort of by definition of healthy. Maybe you've read the definition of healthy in the magazines. Maybe you've been talking to your friends and you believe that eating healthy is perhaps having a lot of salads. Maybe if it is things like skipping breakfast in the morning so you don't eat until noon because you think that fasting is actually beneficial for you. So those are some of the things that we adopt that it can pass as listening to our body actually is a lot of different things that we have adopted from different places. And we begin to believe that this is us listening to our body. When you actually understand the art of your menstrual cycles, you really understand that there are times when eating salads, for example, is not actually that what your body needs. And the fact that you aren't hungry in the morning and not eating enough is actually not at all listening to your body because your body isn't giving you the correct signals, aka waking up in the morning, being hungry because that's what healthy metabolism does. And maybe it's your lifestyle and elevated stress hormones. That is the reason that you aren't hungry. But sometimes we make a mistake that actually I'm not hungry, so I shouldn't be eating in the morning. This is just an example of, of breakfast, something that I see quite often. And often we actually, in order to really listen to our body, to understand the basics of its, the, the language that our body is trying to communicate to us and what the body needs, we actually need to understand how our menstrual cycle works, how our hormones influence our appetite, how our nutrition influences our, influences our hormones. And it is like le learning the body signals before you can actually recognize, oh, this is what my body is asking for. And that's a lot of the work that I do with women is centered around trying to restore that communication so you hear the right messages that your body is sending you at the right time and you're actually able to implement those things. So a lot of the time, my role as a health coach, as the person that specializes in hormonal health, is try to bring in education, equip women with knowledge, because knowledge is power when it comes to understanding our bodies, and then allow you to actually introduce the things for your body in the way that benefits your hormones, benefits your energy, and then you start seeing the difference, and then you're like, oh, this is how my body has been talking to me all along. And you typically know that you're listening to your body when you are eating, moving, and having a lifestyle in a way that helps you have more consistent energy, helps you to sleep and have a restful sleep throughout the night, helps you to welcome your periods without crazy PMS symptoms. And once you begin to eliminate those symptoms and you're listening to your body, you're eating, and your body is actually responding by having less 
pain and discomfort, that's when we restore that communication with our body. So I went on this tangent, but this was the sort of work that I do and the reason that I communicate the messages and equip women with knowledge about how their bodies work, because sometimes we really need to understand what actually is happening in our bodies, sometimes on a molecular level, before we can really say, okay, I trust my body, I listen to my body. This is, I know this is exactly what it's asking for. So doing that workshop in Lisbon has been fantastic in sharing this information with women. And then I did a similar workshop in Nice, which also had a wonderful turnout. And it's been so close to Christmas, yet still so many amazing women have showed up. So many wonderful questions, fantastic conversations. And doing these events in person really actually reminded me just how much fun I have doing them in person. And I'm really hoping to do more and more of those in 2024. This, I went on quite a bit of a tangent before getting to actual topic. I feel like we've covered so much already, but I just wanted to really highlight the listening, the trusting of your body that sometimes I know I myself had to really learn to understand what was my body asking of me before I was able to be like, okay, I know exactly what it needs. I don't have any symptoms. I actually have a lot of energy. And this the this process, I felt like it was important. It was important to share as it was coming coming out of me. So here was that tangent. So let's get back to our winter and staying motivated in the winter. So winter basically has begun. It's in full swing in many places. And it is so much harder to motivate yourself to stay consistent and specifically exercise in the winter. I am currently training for my first 10K race, which is meant to take place on January 7th. And I've been doing a 10-week training program. And I was actually on week six last week when I came down with the flu. And that was, that was basically last Monday. So it's almost been 10 days now. And because of being sick and just having really low energy, it's probably been one of the best obstacles for me to continue to train. And if you do get sick, I definitely recommend that please take care of yourself. Give your body time to get better. Be kind and compassionate with yourself and make sure you rest and allow yourself to recover before you get back into it. However, if you're somebody that was lucky enough to not get sick and to stay healthy through the winter season, and the main reason that you aren't exercising is because it's cold, dark, maybe your mood is low, and it's hard to stay motivated, the rest of this podcast is for you. So let's dive in into top eight tips that I have for you for keeping up with your exercises. So the tip number one is mindset-related. And here's what I want to kind of give the reframe. If you have the choice and the ability to exercise, you have to just consider and just accept what a privilege it is and how lucky you are to be living in an able body where you can exercise, where you're able to buy a membership to the gym or to yoga classes, where you're able to afford it, where you lucky enough both financially and physically that you have the ability to switch off and actually move around. So rather than looking at the exercise like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to go 
work out, looking at it as, oh my goodness, I'm so lucky to be able to do it. This is such an ultimate display of self-care and self-love. And this is something that I get to do. This is something that I want to do. Because when you're sick, you know that all you want to do is move your body in order to feel good. Like I definitely know that in the last week or so, all I wanted to do is just to feel in a wonderful shape so I can get out there and do my runs. And I still haven't gotten fully back into training just because of the cough. But I know that I would give so much just to not feel sick and low energy and actually be able to do that. So I think sometimes when we live in a healthy, able body, we take it a little bit for granted and we're looking for this external motivations to actually get out and do things, completely forgetting that the beautiful thing is that we have is this able body and you get to wake up, we get to move our body, we get to feel energetic, we get to crush this run. So remember that we get to exercise and we it's not something that we're made to do. We get to do it because it's good for us. So the tip number two is to, when you get out of the warm bed, to get outside, it can be pretty rough. Like the, the temperature change can be pretty significant. So some of the things that I recommend you do is doing some stretches, maybe jumping jacks before you head out, especially if you do your runs in the morning or if you get outside in the morning, getting out of the warm bed into the cold outside is just really tough. So doing some jumps and stretches and getting yourself really warmed up can make a huge difference on your mood and it'll get your blood pumping And once you're out, you basically just keep going in motion. The body that gets in motion stays in motion. And we know that the hardest thing about exercise is really the very beginning, just to decide, okay, I'm going to do it. And after that, as you begin to warm up and as you get outside, it's actually becoming less and less stressful. And you can be like, okay, this is actually a piece of cake. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is, Having a training program, I can't tell enough good things about actually having a particular goal. And for me, for my 10K race, I'm using an app called Rana. L, sorry, L, not L, R-U-N-N-A is how you spell it. And it's a paid app. I'll let you know ahead of time. I believe you can do a trial, but it's a paid app with annual subscription. And it's like, It's very affordable and it's like having a coach in your ear at all times when you run. You basically, when you first set up the app, you can initially put your goal. For me, that was a 10K race and it recommends a timeline of 10 weeks, which is what I pick. Then you choose how many days you want to run. For me, it was three. And then you also choose the day for your long run because once a week you get to do long runs, which for me was a Saturday. And the program changes every single week. It makes it more difficult. It pulls back on efforts and it teaches you about your form. And runs are always different. And honestly, that's one of the best organized running training programs that I could have. I'm I'm not sponsored by them, but I just really enjoy the way that the app is laid out, the way that the training is built. And because I have this specific program, actually having a goal and constantly seeing improvements every single week. It's really allowing me to 
just keep going because it's almost like I owe it to that coach in my ear, that AI coach in my ear that is going to that is going to guide me through the run, but also helps me to clock those kilometers and you feel like you're actually working towards something. And you because since you're seeing the progress every single week, you really feel like you're getting closer and closer to your goal. So having some sort of a training program or having a goal, like I'm going to run 10K in 10 weeks and working up to that, that can be just as equally effective and beneficial. So tip number four is one of the things that you can do and something that I do in the winter is to prep your clothes the day before and maybe put them on the radiator, given that it's safe, or on the heater, so like your regular battery. So when you get up, you actually have this warm clothes to put on. And it's not only going to make you feel really nice just to put the clothes on, but you also feel comfortable getting out of your warm bed into just into this warm clothes, making easier to motivate yourself to put on this nice little warm outfit before before you head out. In the winter, having warm clothes to exercise is is just my little my little secret. Tip number five is it's important to have a killer playlist or some of your favorite podcasts that you might look forward to to listen before you get on the run. I have my favorite podcast that comes out usually on the Friday Eve. So I actually get excited to listen to my podcast on the Saturday on my long runs or at a workout because I have this particular podcast to look forward to. And also a killer and amazing playlist that maybe you can curate with the music that you like. Spotify also has a ton of different suggestions for workouts. And studies actually show that when you listen to the music, specifically the ones that you like, you can run further, you can train harder. It actually decreases the perception of pain. It increases your mood, your motivation, and it just makes the time go much faster. So having a good playlist, charged up headphones is key. Tip number six, find yourself a training body. Somebody who can come with you and be your like accountability buddy. And you can find friends. I get Ben, my partner, to come with me on runs and to the gym. And you can also maybe just put a story on Instagram, especially if your Instagram is filled with local friends and say that you're looking for a person, someone who can motivate you to keep you accountable. It will be funner this way. It will be less annoying to get out in the morning. and. Other people, I guarantee, are always looking for an exercise body, somebody to do things, to actually somebody to motivate them, because we all know that this is just such an easy way of getting yourself out there and getting this done. So I highly recommend trying to find somebody that you can work out with that can keep you accountable, because when you don't just owe it to yourself to get out, then in that case, it just makes it makes it so much more easier to get out of bed and get get to doing things. So the tip number seven is if you're a runner and if you're somebody that runs outside, maybe switch it up a little bit and switch to indoor running. Because especially if you're somewhere where temperatures drop below zero or into freezing, you don't want to injure yourself by slipping on black ice or as a result, destroying your training and your progress. So getting inside not only can be warmer, but it will help you switch up the environment 
And if you're somebody who is a runner, then in the gym specifically, because you're able to control the speed of the treadmill, you can actually really train up the speeds and you have so much more control over over the speeds. So it can be a really fun way to exercise and improve for the winter months and allowing your body to experience something different, different environment. And when you're in the gym, other people are working out. So it just makes it a little bit easier to do these exercises and to make it make exercise more consistent. So tip number eight, my final tip is kind of wrapped up with some practical stuff, started with mindset, and I want to wrap up once again with mindset. And this one is important. And it's remember to not engage in all or nothing thinking. This type of thinking can be pretty harmful, actually, and it can really affect the way that you feel about yourself. And typically, all or nothing thinking, it shows up in very absolute terms. So such as using sentences saying that I always miss workouts on Mondays or I always can, I can never rely on myself. I can never rely on being able to make it to the gym. So it's using the sentences that have the words always and never. And it's with all or nothing thinking, it's either good or it's bad. There is really nothing in between. And if you participate in all or nothing thinking, it can be you can it can also make you feel like you're failure if you let's say said that you're gonna do three workouts and then you missed one or two. Now it's like why why even do it? This was not gonna be worth it. Also, when we kind of have all or nothing thinking, we can it can affect our self-esteem and our confidence because we can really get into this negative self-chatter. It's like, you can never do this. This is what happens. And it naturally affects, just eats away at your confidence. And also inability to easily forgive yourself if you did miss a workout or if you did miss exercise. Or if you don't go to the gym, let's say if you go to the gym and if you can't stay there for an hour, but you can only stay there for 30 minutes, you start feeling like, well, this is never going to make any difference. Rather than actually celebrating the fact that you made an effort, you came out, you do a little bit of things and really being compassionate with yourself, even for doing a little bit of progress, because A, it's really difficult in the winter because it's just so much colder, it's darker, we have lower energy and lower mood. So even doing a little things, a little small exercises, fewer times a week is still such a big achievement. And when you engage in the all or nothing thinking, you either believe yourself that you are super successful or you're a failure, which is really not leaves the place for a gray space in between. And this is really where magic happens. It's a small, consistent action. It doesn't have to be an hour, but just maybe one day you just go for 20 minutes for a walk around the neighborhood and that gets your movement in without having this harsh and unfair judgments in your mind, but being like, okay, well done. This is something that I was able to do. I might not be able to get a full sweaty workout in today, but I'll be able to do a little bit of something. And that is, that's the key of staying out of all or nothing thinking is not going to the extremes of never and always. And also when we engage in all or nothing, think, all or nothing thinking, we can give up quite easily. And when it comes to having goals, fitness goals, or maybe aesthetics goals, you if you give up on them 
too quickly, you will look at it as failure. It will be so much less likely to restart and really give yourself a chance. So really giving yourself time, being kind with yourself, knowing that it will take time and also reminding yourself why you do it. You do it for mental health. You do it for clarity, for more energy, for better mood. And just because you're showing that self-love and self-compassion for yourself and exercises that beautiful display of self-love. So these were some of the tips that I hope were beneficial and I hope you can remember next time you may be ready to go work out and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold out. So get yourself out there, get moving. It's a beautiful display of self-care and if we can do it in the harder times like in the winter then doing it in the warmer months will be an absolute piece of cake and if we can build these instrumental habits to our health in the conditions when they're not perfect just imagine how easy it will be done when the conditions are actually ideal for things like that well with that I want to thank you for tuning in if you enjoyed this episode if you like any particular tips head over to my Instagram and DM me at dinara.mukh. I always love hearing from you. And also rate and subscribe to this podcast so that way we're able to share the message with more women out there to help them really taking care of their health made simple. So thank you very much for tuning in. Until next week.